0: Welcome to Social Justice Weirdos, the podcast where we explore social justice issues from the perspective of weirdos. I mean, that's—I mean, it's all in the name.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's right there. No one can possibly see our name and be like, well, I don't know what's going on there. Obviously, that's who we are. It's what we do. It's on our brand.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my name is Lenny Peppers. My pronouns are she, her.
1: And I'm... I almost said I'm Lenny Peppers. That's not true. I'm not <laughs> Lenny Peppers. I'm not trying to single white female you, Lenny. I am. I am Charlie McCorn. I use they, them, their pronouns, and I'm so excited uh, to be back with you. Uh, first recording of the new year. We did it.
0: We did it. Almost. We we. I, I don't count the new year as starting until the twentieth. So.
1: Oh sure. I, I get that a lot. I don't think the new year starts actually until like mid-April, but that's because I'm part of a secret internet moon cult.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So the rumors were true then.
1: Uh, the landlords were true too, not just the rumors. <laughs> uh, speaking of stupidness, uh, today we're discussing, I think, something that's very important to to both you and I. Uh, now, one of the things that sort of uh, cemented our early friendship uh, and one thing that we, we enjoy to talk about together is scary movies.
0: Yes, 100%.
1: And uh, I think that something that we have talked about, I think not just on this podcast, but in other that we have had over the years, is how uh, horror films really reflect societal fears, and we can really see what a society is grappling with um, by by the horror we watch. My favorite example, uh, having this last October, sat down and sort of went through it, like the early 2000s, you can really see the effect of 9-11 on the American, like, consciousness by the Saw films, by the by the hostile franchise, like this new sort of genre, not a new genre, it's, it's been around since, uh, you know, like Blood Feast, for example, but yeah. uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, but but it became the big thing, it became the 500 pound horse in the fight. Um, I mean, and I think we can probably, you know, see why we we're all dealing with the fear of like sudden death, having to make these impossible decisions, uh, having someone sort of take control over you and put you in these impossible things you need to survive. 9-11 fucked up horror movies for a very long time. Yes. I could talk about this forever, but that's not what we're talking about today.
0: We're not talking what? about torture porn? I'm so disappointed.
1: Uh, maybe in the future we can talk about that, <laughs> and then maybe that'll get us some listeners, some more listeners, all those torture porn weirdos. And hey, listen, I love the Saw movies. I actually, I just got my uh, letterboxed, like year-in-review back, and my most-watched actor was Tobin Bell, because I did rewatch the whole Saw franchise this last Halloween. My my roommate who hates gore, uh, I made him watch it because he got a job in an escape room. I figured this is this is going to be helpful to you.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, it has to be. I think everybody who works at an escape room should be made to watch the Saw movies before they start work. <laughs> like it should be part of the training.
1: Yeah, that that may be the Steve McQueen film Papillion, um, papillon, whatever it might be. <laughs> but in the world of horror films, there is this this fact that I have heard bandied around that I did not know if there's any truth to it or not. So I did a little bit of investigating. So, Lenny, what do you think vampires and zombies can tell us about who the president of the United States is?
0: Vampires and zombies. Um, They both exist in different classes?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a way to look at it. Something that I have heard for years is that you can tell if there is a Republican or a Democrat in office Based on if there are more zombie films or more vampire films. What? I've I've heard this for years. I I've heard this no for idea. years. Yeah, it's and it's just something I kind of like assumed to be like, all right, well, that that sounds like so weird it has to be true. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug the research of the uh the website Mr. Science Show, where science meets popular culture, who um okay. gosh, 12 years ago did a study on this. So this was Right when uh, President Barack Hussein Obama was coming into office, uh, and the first Twilight movie was hitting, and they're saying, "Well, that makes sense. Democrats are back. Here come the vampires again."
0: Uh, just a note for listeners: Charlie uses the middle names of all um, presidents who have middle names, so you know, yeah,
1: it's true. I I do. Did <laughs> I? Yeah, that's right. I'm not just saying I'm not just saying Hussein because I'm racist. I'm saying it because I have an obsession with presidential middle yeah. names. Throw him up. Thomas Woodrow Wilson. How about that? Woodrow was his middle name. (laughs) So this research and the study on this uh, went back to uh, 1953. Because obviously, while there have been zombie films that have existed, you know, back even to to the early golden age of Hollywood, uh, Todd Browning's White Zombie is, is the big example that comes to mind. It wasn't really until like the nineteen sixties when George Romero kind of codified the idea of what the the zombie is yeah. in modern culture, and this this theory that people have looked into have said like well, you know, zombies represent like mass consumption, just giant, brainless, mindless, just eating and destruction. I can see that on the other hand, vampires represent uh weird nobility, okay, foreigners strange sexual proclivities. Yeah,
0: super pale, you know. definitely colonizers. I can get that. I can see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, let's sort of go ahead and we're going to just sort of break down how it goes. So the chart that they did for the research goes from 1953 to 2009. And the thing that's actually uh, a little interesting is, again, correlation does not mean causation. But let's start in the uh, 1953. Okay. Uh, so this was... Uh, so this is listing the films that came out in between the presidential elections. Okay. So starting the year after, like, uh, so there was November, then we have the January inauguration or retaining. So 1953, of the 2,312 films released, two were zombie movies, zero were re- vampire movies. Okay. Republicans in power. Okay. 1957, of the 17, uh, 1708 movies released, 11 were zombies, six were vampires. Republicans were in office. 1961, we have John Fitzgerald Kennedy coming into office. Of the 1637 movies, seven were zombies, eight were vampires. Uh-oh. Democrats in office. Ah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we have the election of 1965. Uh, John F. Kennedy was dead. Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, chose not to run. We uh, had sort of him in that middle time period there. Twelve vampire movies, four zombie movies. Democrats in control. Mm, okay.
0: 1968,
1: 1969. Richard Milhouse Nixon. Eleven zombie movies, twenty-one vampire movies. Republican. 1969. Uh, this is Richard Milhouse Nixon uh, retaining. No, this. Is, I'm sorry. I take that back. I had that, that backwards. Linda Mace Johnson, Richard Milhouse Nixon. So this is 1969. 21 vampires, 9 zombies, Republicans in office. Okay. 70, 73. Here's where Jimmy Earl Carter comes in. Jimmy Carter takes over. 22 vampires, 9 zombies, Republicans have the have oh the. Oh my
0: God. I can't believe it. it, it you said this is a website that we could go look at, or did you yep. compile all this? Or?
1: Ooh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I got a little bit of stuff I did after this. Okay. Let's. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. So, uh, 77, 12 zombie movies, 13 vampire movies, Democrats in control. 1980, of course, Ronald Wilson, Reagan, Six letters in each name. The devil himself, <laughs> Ronald Wilson Reagan. Twenty-two zombie movies, six vampire movies. He's re-elected in eighty-four. Forty-two zombie movies, thirty-two vampire movies.
0: Interesting.
1: Eighty-eight George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh-huh. Thirty-four zombie movies, thirty-one vampire movies. Republicans in control. Then we have William Jefferson Clinton, ninety-two. 93, uh, 41 vampire movies, 20 zombie movies, Democrats in Control. 97, 41 vampire movies, 20 zombie movies, Democrats in Control. Uh, George Walker Bush was 2000, Vampires 52, Zombies 50. Okay. 2004, re-election, 158 zombie movies, 74 vampire movies, Republicans in Control. Wow. 2008 barack hussein obama 48 zombie movies 34 vampire movies that's the sort of the extent of the research that this site did about 12 years ago and obviously that's probably changed quite a bit and we can and obviously the way we take entertainment and media has changed so obviously in following years we had like the walking dead which became a, a huge thing the twilight films were huge during the uh the presidency of uh, Barack Obama. Uh, even now, uh, as we are in now the uh, the last knock on wood like seven days of Donald John Trump's presidency, we can maybe look at sort of the the trends that we had. Big films like, and again, not all these are U.S. films, but you know we have Train to Busan was released. We had uh, One Cut of the Dead. We had uh, big zombie movies coming out of foreign countries. So there is like a weird like little little causation there where it seems that Republicans do seem to have like that, there's that little bit of correlation. And even when there's not, the numbers are sort of shifting back and forth. Mm -hmm. And as sort of the the four to eight years ago, it was like an ebb and flow and and sort of more of a reactionary to it. Now, I thought "Mm, we should probably have like a control substance in this. So I went back from 1932 to 2012. Uh Uh-huh. And I measured uh, against three monsters not included in this. Mummies, werewolves, and Frankenstein monsters. Okay. (laughs) The thing that blew me away, first of all, is that vampires and zombies are overwhelmingly the most popular movie monsters. It is unbelievable how much of a kind of lion's share of the market those two sort of genres of horror film have. I can see that. So... Here's where it's a little interesting, though, is that I couldn't find any direct causation between between this. So 1932, uh Democrats were in control, two Frankenstein movies, one werewolf movie, one mummy movie. 1936, Democrats still in control, two mummies, two Frankensteins, one werewolf. Interesting. 1940, four werewolves, three mummies, two Frankensteins, Democrats still in control. Weird. Uh, the year after, yeah, year after, or the election after, this is 1944. Four werewolves, two mummies, two Frankensteins, them in control. 48, one Frankenstein movie, one werewolf movie, zero mummy movies, Democrats in control. 1952, Republicans finally get in control. There is one mummy movie, zero werewolves, zero Frankensteins. 1956, seven Frankenstein movies, Six mummy movies, four werewolf movies, Republicans in control. 1960 uh, elections, this is where this is, uh, we got John F. Kennedy. Uh, more werewolves and no mummies, no Frankensteins, two werewolf hmm. movies. 1964, Democrats still in control. That's six Frankenstein movies, five mummy movies, four werewolf movies.
0: I had no idea there were that many Frankenstein movies.
1: It's it's a bit of a surprise. It I was surprised by that, too. I was actually surprised how many more werewolf movies there actually are. Because I always assume that, you know, it's hard. Like, we don't see as many werewolf movies because that's, like, money you ought to spend on special effects or it's going to look silly. Which, not saying that some of these movies haven't. <laughs> and then, basically, from 1968 through 2012, with exceptions in 84 and 96... Werewolves have the most, uh, the most films, with Frankensteins having the lead in 84 and Mummies in 1996. But in between that time, the office of the president jumps back from Republican to Democrats six times.
0: Hmm, okay, yeah.
1: So nothing there. No, No correlation, no causation there. Not like we see with vampires and zombies.
0: I do have to say, I have seen some of the most amazing zombie movies come out of the last four years, though.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, I know when we watched together, uh, remotely, Blood Quantum uh, from Canada mm-hmm. what blew me away. Absolutely, absolutely great. And I, I guess that's the question of like, you know, obviously correlation does not mean causation. I I don't know if if American politics really has such a power to sort of turn what people are afraid of, into money. But that seems to be, at least in the world of zombies and vampires, not not untrue.
0: Okay, so this is really exciting for me uh, because I absolutely love vampire smut. Are you saying that we're about to have more vampire movies come out over the next four years?
1: That is exactly what is going to happen. You know, based on these results, if we're continuing to see, to see this the the years of of, of, of of Joseph Robinette Biden are are going to be just lousy with vampires, which is kind of exciting because I, I think that you know, everything going on, not just in the world, but in, in the United States, in our in our own state, in our in our own capitals, there's a lot of things to very, very rightly be very afraid of, I would say. Like we are definitely on the on the edge of something mm-hmm. and we do not want to get knocked off. And we all have these fears and that is going to relate into like how we release these fears, you know, in, Absolutely. in the Absolutely.
0: And I think we're about to see a bunch of really amazing traumatic psychological horror because we are like just kind of in the midst of this like epidemic right now. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that uh, affects the horror industry.
1: Yeah, like we are basically living in a zombie movie right now. Yeah, like we are—we are all locked inside. There are people outside who want to kill us and spread a disease. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is what George Romero was was preparing us for. And and again, like the best zombie movies, the lesson that we learned is, uh oh, it's humanity that's the problem. Oh like, yeah, totally. Our infighting is going to lead, and that's kind of where we're at now
0: we are the monsters yeah
1: we are the monsters that's what my my knuckle tattoos say
0: <laughs> they do i I can i'm looking at them right now
1: i have so many fingers um <laughs> the the real i think kind of thing that i think about and i guess sort of the reflection that we have on this next time like there was i think what historians will see as like the era of elevated horror we had films like you know Get Out, uh, Hereditary, midsummer—like these big films that we're talking about more than just sort of the, the the scary things. They're talking about real world issues. And that, I'm thinking, unfortunately may have run its course. Like this time in American horror film, I think is going to be upended because the world we're living in is going to be different. Or on the other hand, we're going to have more horror films that deal with these bigger issues and maybe it will continue stronger than ever. I think what we're going to see Uh, as this is my official guess you know put this put this on on the website karnak my official guess is that what we're going to see is a series of invasion of the body snatchers-esque films we're going to see movies where the fear kind of comes from that level of paranoia like john carpenter's the thing invasion of the body snatchers like who do we trust who is not who they say they are who is actively trying to hurt us behind the scenes? Like that, I think is going to be the next big trend that we're going to see in horror. And I think maybe the the quote unquote elevated horror is still going to hang on for a little bit, but I don't think that society is going to be able to go back to the way it was. We're, we've you know we've crossed a threshold. We we can't we can't go back. Our world is different. And films are going to be made differently. They're going to be made from different ideas, different perspectives, and everything that has happened, I mean, everything that happens influences that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know what, maybe uh, uh, Joe Robinette Biden will bring on a new string of, like, Frankenstein movies. Like, maybe that's what we're looking for. Like, maybe that's going to be the thing that turns us around. Tough to tell, but but it is sort of a very interesting little piece of of uh, mm, culture, I'd say.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I would love to see how some of these different monsters correlate with not necessarily political um, relations in the United States, but like climate change, like specifically for uh, modern horror films.
1: Yeah, I had uh, a great experience watching the original uh, Steve McQueen, who's coming up a couple times in the episode, Steve McQueen film The Blob. And I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And the way that that movie ends is that they they freeze the blob, and then fly it to the to the North Pole where it can never unthaw, and the movie literally ends with, well, as long as the North Pole stays cold, we won't have to worry about the blob anymore, and that chilled me to my fucking core. Yeah, like like that was that was an experience I was not expecting from a film that was, gosh, almost like sixty years old at that point. Mm-hmm. That is chilling. That w- that's no pun intended. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Yeah. I think I may have to go in and watch that. And yeah. But
1: I it's, mean... a go- it's a good movie. It's it's kind of like, like tragically straight, but it's a, it's a good, good monster movie. They don't make them like that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for more vampires. I'm hoping for better representation of natives in horror films. Um, I was really, really hopeful in the last couple of years, but just this year alone, I saw a couple of um, movies that were like super woke until it came to like bringing up Native Americans in them and then stomping on them.
1: <laughs> so that's shitty. Yeah, that, that is that is it's shitty. It's like
0: building this really great woke story, but on the backs of native americans and then we swing back to the ancient indian burial ground like whole mentality again which we touched on a few episodes ago but i think i would love to revisit this again but like look at like different scientific climate in society and horror films and things like that
1: yeah i think that's a good topic for a future episode
0: yes uh and speaking of topics for future episodes um uh, my next episode will be on Native Americans and
1: the tiny home industry. Ooh, this is exciting. I just read a very interesting article about the tiny home industry and how fucking crooked it is. So I'm excited. I'm excited to to jump into that next week.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, I think one of my friends shared maybe the same article. And that's why I was like, okay, we have to. I have to do something on this. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that sounds good. I do also look forward to talking about horror films more in the future. I think that's a great avenue for us to explore. and uh, something I think that we can definitely run at the mouth at for, for quite a while.
0: I had an idea for a new podcast. Uh, They're always coming. Oh, they're really? always happening. That doesn't sound like you, Lenny. <laughs> a new
1: podcast? You you only think about... You never think about new podcast ideas.
0: I know. And and neither do you, which is why I'm bringing, it a, bringing this up to you. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. called... Um, it's about colonization, and then we just talk about horror films and how they're about colonization. Or just films, not necessarily horror. Uh, I'm thinking specifically I th- I... about Jaws.
1: <laughs> you know, I am a little surprised that we, you and I don't have a horror movie podcast. Yeah. Like, I love I love being on SJW. I, I love being able to explore all these things, but it doesn't seem like us. It, it seems like we'd want to just, like... Just want to talk about monster yeah, movies.
0: Yeah, ultimately that's what it comes down to. And uh, for me, Aliens is always, always Ooh. a colonizer movie. It's always about uh you know. It's Yeah. It's Cowboys that, and Aliens. Like, I mean
1: My favorite uh my favorite quote that I think about is, you know, you think about what movies would not happen if the main characters were just in a union. <laughs> and aliens, the number one pick. Like they should have. Like no, this is not in our union yeah, charter. Yeah, definitely. We're not doing this.
0: That's interesting. Uh, well, I'm super excited to talk about this. Uh, do you have any um idea of what kind of episodes that we're looking at for the upcoming year for you?
1: Ooh, I think you know there are a couple of people I'd like to talk about. Of course, James Whale, one of my favorite film directors. Speaking of, of Frankenstein movies, James Whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, The great gay film director, uh, I think, is an interesting topic. I'd also like to explore, I think, more of uh, Montana's specific history. There's a lot of interesting characters here. And especially uh, with the recent uh, tragic uh, COVID death of the great Charlie Pride, I I think that there might be some some information there. But we will, as we say, fight that horse when we get to it.
0: Absolutely. I was hoping you were going to say more Montana stuff because- uh, not only are we horror geeks, but we are history nerds. So
1: that's true, and and we live in the cultural center of a flyover state, yeah. and so we are here. We are here to spread the good word of the Big Sky State. Yeah. we're more than just straight white people. <laughs> we are the two who aren't. That's yeah. that's Montana. I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um, this has been Social Justice Weirdos. I'm Lenny Peppers.
1: I'm Charlie McCorn, and remember, if you can't change the world, throw a brick. Bye!